Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be discussing how to tap into the information flowing through your Akashic energy, or prana, and practice the skill of using it, which builds and enhances intuition. Inside every person is what amounts to a suitcase packed with all we are now and all we can be. All of our natural talents, our gifted insights, our instincts and intuition are carefully stored in our core, waiting for their cue to come out like actors in a play. Some are meant to arrive early so we can use and be guided by them early in life. Others only make sense when we're more experienced, tapestried, and competent both with ourselves and in navigating life. For some people, their gifts, talents, or aptitudes are a major focus of the life they intend to live so they appear during early childhood and flourish, for better or worse, into adulthood which directs them towards certain careers, experiences, education, and actions from which the rest of their life will flow. But for most of us, how we experience our abilities and aptitudes is very much dependent on external forces. We may want to be an artist, but our parents are against it because it's not a stable or financially viable career. So we end up in mechanical engineering or running away to another country to learn languages. Or we want to work in the trades, but this seems to our parents as if it's a waste of life and intelligence, so we're forced into an education we hate. There are so many people who are meant to be musicians and dancers, doctors and nurses, electricians and plumbers, yet have never done anything else but be a CPA, because that's what they're told was the best and only thing which made sense for them. Of course, our culture does this to us as well. We train boys they can and should only do and be certain things. Girls don't get to do the things boys do. And absolutely every gift, talent, aptitude, interest, or even bored doodle should be converted into a money-making proposition. Even spiritual community blares this message by telling people to find their passion in order to work harder, make more, but enjoy rather than loathe the daily grind. Which means who we plan to be before coming into this life, what we're capable of, and our innate skills get trained like a rose to a trellis into the shape others want. We also lose touch with our own power and sense of self in the process. That's the point. Why would we buy and consume and medicate if we knew who we were, felt good about ourselves, and were clear on our own self-worth and competencies? So we live awkwardly with the knowledge we can do things, have experience doing things, but feel like we don't do them well enough or people won't get it. Or we live in fear that what we like, do, are isn't acceptable and so has to be kept small, hidden, limited to an embarrassing hobby, or shoved down and ignored altogether. Even worse, spiritual community tends to speak of gifts, being gifted, wanting to know what their gifts are, and so on. The term is misleading and causes all kinds of problems because most of us are not gifted, and gifts are only as good as what we do with them. However, each of us is a unique piece of divinity, and as such, we have the ability to reconnect with our essential selves and activate our aptitudes, hone our skills, and remember all we're capable of being in embodied life. Everyone has intuition. 
like water, which comes into being when two hydrogen atoms connect with one oxygen atom, intuition is something which comes into being when a soul and a body merge into one being. Usually, this goes unremarked in early childhood as parents focus on 1. Parenting 2. The child meeting all its physical and mental growth goals and 3. The parent sleeping any chance they get, which is never enough and some claim they don't get caught up until the child's in their 20s. Somewhere between ages 3 to 7, approximately, is when adults start teaching a child intuition isn't a good thing to have or use. These lessons come in the form of being told they have a fertile imagination, they're precocious, needing to grow out of having invisible friends, not to tell tall tales, and so on. These comments, instructions, and statements of fact let the child know intuition, Akashic work, any of the clairs, voyance, sentience, audience, cognizance, and alliance, mediumship, or anything shamanistic is at the least unappreciated, if not outright dismissed as not real, and should be kept private. Most children therefore learn to ignore and eventually turn off their intuition in order to navigate regular life in modern culture. Intuition and those who keep it are relegated to the fringes of society, such as artists, mystics, those who commune with nature, and so on. Some families acknowledge it as a quirk which shows up now and again and is used for things like winning fun amounts in casinos or knowing when a parking space will come free. For those without this family history, it can seem as if it's a message from a higher power, because it appears like a thunderbolt out of nowhere to prevent us from a disastrous action or accident. Luckily, like any habit, what has been learned can be unlearned. As intuition is not a function of the mind, but a sense, much like sight or touch, the memory of being intuitive and navigating the world with this additional input is already in our body. Our limbic and prana, chi, akashic energy systems are optimized to operate at this level and most likely have been doing so all along. All we need to do is tune in to the information we're already getting and incorporate it into our daily lives. One way in which to do so is with akasha. In every moment, universal energy is flowing through us like a river from the top of our head, through our body, and out through our feet. You can feel this if you hold your hand just in front of your forehead, then skim it across the top of your head. Don't touch yourself, but notice your hand will feel the change in air pressure and texture as it goes through this flow, and your nervous system will register your hand like a shadow passing over the sun. This universal energy is both raw material, like rock and ore going into a steel mill to come out as girders for skyscrapers, but also information. It's the wisdom, lessons, and information from the other side of the veil which we need to participate in life. This information can include downloads from our higher self, answers from our soul book, insights and guidance from our guides, as well as conversations and blessings from other beings, and much more. We move this energy through us, section by section, transforming it into us, our body, emotions, and thoughts, as well as lessons, objects, and activities we manifest out of us and into the world. Along with universal energy, its complement, earth energy, is flowing through us in every moment, like a river, from the center of our feet, through our body, and out the top of our head. You can feel this if you hold your palm flat against the bottom of your foot, or run your thumb from the middle of the ball of your foot through to your heel. 
you'll feel the bottom of your foot open as if it's stretching and you'll be able to notice that the center of your foot feels like it goes much deeper than it really does as if it's an opening to go further into the interior of you. Earth energy is not raw material, but quite the opposite. It's the manifested experience and beingness of absolutely everything. It's what we and all other living and inanimate things are expressing in each moment, which is the culmination of our divinity interacting with physicality. It's also a recording medium, a bit like silly putty or silicone taking an imprint of all we're doing and being as it flows through us, being transformed by our experiences, opinions, emotions, and thoughts, until it exits back out into the Akashics once again. This is how the Akashics continues to grow and evolve from moment to moment, and also how our soul book keeps an accurate and detailed record of our entire embodied experience, which eventually becomes another chapter in the past lives section. All of this energy information is processed through whichever means is most appropriate for who we are and how we're living in any given moment. It can go through the third eye for us to see beyond the surface into the essential truth. It can get moved through the heart chakra and stir us into altruism and community action. It can prompt us to give voice to our creativity, wisdom, or needs, or it can push us to protect our vulnerable self from use and abuse. Each of us participates in this process each moment of our lives to varying degrees. Some stick to the patterns they learned in childhood and react to externals while seeing everything as concrete and mundane. Others seem to have a wisdom beyond their years, but simply accept it as just part of how they are. Some process the information in dreams, which can seem prophetic or deeply meaningful, while others don't know how they know they just do. So rather than think of intuition as a gift, it's far more accurate and helpful to think of this in terms of skills. All of us have a variety of aptitudes for things and not for others. Someone can excel at sports, but if they never practice, they won't get very far and can actually be a hindrance to their teammates. Someone might not be particularly adept at sculpting, but through practice, mistakes, experiences, and hours put in, they can develop into an amazing artist. No one is born to run a marathon. But quite a few people end up doing it for so many reasons, it's impossible to count them all. It takes time and effort, but it can be done even if you're differently abled. Intuition is a skill. We all have it and mostly unlearn it by the time we're adults, unless we grow up in a culture which incorporates it into daily life. People are often surprised and comment on my perceptiveness and intuition concerning all kinds of things, not just people. This stems from the fact I've chosen to live in a way which incorporates intuition into everything, from which bag of chips to grab at Subway to what a foster cat needs from me, short, medium, long-term, and everything in between. Like language, the more you use it, the more fluent you become. There are plenty of techniques which can help you remember how to intuit, support you in doing it, and even enhance what you're already doing. Will finding the right one make you completely competent and skilled as an intuitive? Nope. Deciding on one, several or none, is like marathon shoes. You do what's best for you. As long as they support you in running your best race, then you're ahead of the game. Just remember, everyone's needs are different. Their preferences are their own. And so what works for you is not and probably won't be the answer for someone else. No matter what technique you decide on or whether you decide to use one at all, 
the way to work with your intuition is to use it. Think of this like breaking in shoes or jeans. The only way to do this is to get in them and start moving. And like all skills, it's way more helpful to work with them regularly, even daily, than to be a weekender or see them as something unique which you only do on special occasions. Like any skill, you only get better if you practice and only learn if you make mistakes. You'll mess up a bunch at the beginning. Beginnings are always awkward. And then less and less as you go along. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thank you to my patron of honor this week, Laura Rowland. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can join in patron-only classes, see all my other offerings, and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.